it is the morning of the 20th of august 2019 good morning and welcome to pbe daily the early mornings and late night podcast my name is point blank Vumbi. i am elated i get to make another episode monday was supposed to have one but i didn't get the chance to record that one let's just say sunday was utter fun and by the time i woke up in the morning i hadn't done any research of any interesting topics i would have been good to talk about but i will say this i got to witness love being shared by friends i got to witness a marriage come to pass i got to enjoy one of the best burgers i've ever had so the kitchen ninja is the truth so if you've never heard me say that before lloyd today next time you're online just look for the kitchen ninja and you'll understand now this morning when i woke up i I, I woke up even happier than I woke up on Monday because Monday came with a very cool email thanks to Anchor. Thank you to Anchor FM for making sure I'm in different platforms. And you are now able to find my podcast on Apple Podcasts. And to be able to be on so many platforms and have my, my work shared on so many platforms is humbling because I, I'd like to believe that with every platform that opens, it's born from my work being worthy of being listened to all over the world so i do not take for granted that these moments i take to sit down in the house and chop this thing up and make it come to life that it actually leads to something thereafter so from the bottom of my heart i am eternally grateful that you take the time to do this with me now an event that i did last week was probably one of the best events i've had so far in the last couple of months and it's because the djs i had knew exactly what needed to happen and they brought that a plus game as they normally do but this time i think there was an extra kick in what we were having at that moment and i don't take that for granted because these are this is the kind of things that make entertainment for me so worthwhile i mean to have somebody who you've worked with for close to five plus years and a person who you've just met but he kind of understands the kind of vibe you create is unprecedented and whenever i get the chance to do that kind of work i am a happy guy so standing on my tippy toes as happy as i could be so (laughs) the the whole thing actually made me start thinking about what makes the world go around in certain parts and by that i mean this we've always been curious to find out in what way shape or form we could make an impact in the world and the first questions we ask ourselves is okay we always want to think of where we came from and the precedent that was set prior to that and when i was thinking about that it started making me think of how nostalgia is such a powerful device to us and such a powerful high because i'm a child who was born in the 80s and as a child from the 80s the 90s were very pivotal to how i was as a teenager as far as the kind of movies i watched the kind of tv shows i enjoyed and that being said you you want to evoke that kind of emotion from your audience you want people to be like yo this guy is the truth he he gets what he's doing in his music and i'd like to relive those moments as many times as possible a friend of mine is, an, is like a legendary dj and, I, and i'm glad i get to call him a friend and he showed me footage of a show he did and when i saw the footage of the show i knew for a fact anybody who grew up around the time i grew up and my older brothers and sisters if they were at that show they'd have lost their minds and i think as a result of that it made me think well why does the world not move as quickly as it would like to well it's because the different levels of nostalgia are always rivaling each other by that i mean this guys who were fans of music from the 70s they thought that the 80s music was a mockery of the music from the 70s and it kept on going in that way for every decade in music and in entertainment and even in in theater and cinema and all that and as a result people who cling too aggressively onto what was never allowed things to grow past them 
it's a sad state of affairs i have to admit and i've always fought myself from trying to be the guy who leads the same uh, arc as far as that is concerned because of what good is it to want to change the world but you still want it to stay the same i doubt if that makes any sense to most of you but just bear with me i'll, I'll try and make this as clear as i possibly can when I started looking at the whole thing about nostalgia, I started running through ideas of stuff I've watched in different documentaries because I've always revisited documentaries of either royal families or different periods of war and how those wars came to pass. And from my vague and damn near no like historical heavy knowledge, the period that was the First World War or as it was called the Great War, was born from certain nations which had failed in wars that happened prior. And because of the shame they felt, it's probably we'll consider that like a negative form of nostalgia, because of the shame they felt, they overcompensated and really wanted their kings or their rulers to ask for another war so that they can now beat the enemy who they couldn't beat before. And it... It also was, I think, tied to the failures or victories during the time of Napoleon and wanting to punish a nation aggressively because of that. And as a result, all these things led to even a second war coming to life. And there's a certain anger that comes from people who felt wronged and you want to punish a people without thinking as aggressively of how far that could go as far as repercussions go there's some things that are said in history that should not be repeated and the only reason we repeat certain things is because we want we don't want them to happen again for example in germany from a documentary i watched it was said that they constantly give a class to explain what happened during the second world war and the hope is that by learning this information a repeat of it doesn't happen again now this is another place where i'll say i'm i'm, I'm reaching I'm, I'm really, really reaching, but bear with me. The situation in, 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 in England right now, in Britain, and the Brexit situation, nostalgia of the days of kings, nostalgia of the days of empire, is, I think, why the Brexit vote happened. And it only happened in that way because some people wish they were there to see what was happening during the building of empire, the territory they controlled. But... There will never be a repeat of that and there will never be a return to that unless you try to do it at a different angle and that angle is what scares people now again let's go to another place I, and we'll say it's still the disclaimer i'm holding on to i am really reaching like i'm reaching really bad um, <laughs> the the period of the election the first term of president trump he kept on talking about, talking about the good old days. He kept on talking about making America great again. And now, I think I've said it on this podcast before, he wasn't the first presidential candidate to say that. He's the third, and it still worked in the favor of that person. But that's away from the political stuff. That's that. In our current state in Kenya, nostalgia is kind of hinting because I've seen people wearing T-shirts and, and carrying banners that show the image of the second president of the Republic of Kenya acting in a way that they would like to have a historical figure who they hold up in the air the way certain countries have their their heroes in time emulated or idolized i mean i'm sure if i go to uh haiti 
uh, Toussaint Louverture still has a big name out there. So it's neither here nor there, but just bear with me as I go through this. Let's take it to entertainment. There's a reason why certain movies will always get the chance to come back and be successful. The perfect and most potent sense of nostalgia that, that I truly enjoyed was Black Dynamite. When the movie Black Dynamite came out, it actually hinted so aggressively on the black exploitation period and how the black exploitation movies actually existed. And to me, that nostalgia actually made me want to make a comic book based on that period. That's why I made the comic book Home Guard because the 1970s, how those movies looked, I really enjoyed the look of it. It was gritty, it was grimy, it, it wasn't tied too closely to the Hollywood machine of the United States. It wasn't it wasn't like big money was put behind something. It was basically a guy who had a creative idea. He decided to just put some coins together, talk to his friends, and a film came to life. That kind of thing is what I stand for. I mean, Superfly wasn't done by a Hollywood production, I doubt. But if it was, I'll stand corrected. But from how I understand that the period of those movies being made, it was people making an active rebellion against the main industrial machine that was Hollywood. And even based upon nostalgia, one of the podcasts I've talked about on this platform has been a podcast called um, You Must Remember This. And it covers the first 100 years of Hollywood as a business and as a way of making things happen. Now, that podcast kind of explained to me a lot of stuff that i was really curious about because the hollywood machine used to curate their stars make the stars what they are and after they make the stars what they are they then put you out into the world you never had your life you lived in accordance to how the studio wanted you to live elizabeth taylor's first marriage was a marriage of convenience because it was addressed that she has to be with this person so she can lose her tag as a child star to become the next star a lot of artists who came out in the early 2000s and i'm sure even in the late 90s the pitfalls they would have if they were made for major labels major recording labels they were told how to live their life how to dress how to fashion themselves how to have certain controversies and the controversies that would exist for some of these artists were born from the fact that the nostalgic way the machine of hollywood and the machine of entertainment used to work they felt it still worked in that in that way but now we live in a different kind of world where anything can be can crash and burn from a small controversy and sometimes some things can become super successful from same controversies when i look at the whole idea of nostalgia i try to put myself in a position where it comes to greater value to me if that which i speak on or that which i create touching on nostalgia is loved more by the audience that actually enjoys it because they can relate to how some of those things existed for us i don't know if that makes any sense but run with me as i go through this so when i came up with the idea of wanting to have a company that makes comic books there are certain tropes i, I was hoping to actually touch on but I also tried to distance myself from those tropes because it actually would be making myself become too closely tied to the to the machine that existed before. For every company that makes comic books, they always wanted to have specific arcs. Do you have a Superman figure? Do you have a Batman figure? Do you have a Wonder Woman figure? And it's all tied to these specific characters that existed in other companies. And for me, I hoped to take the angle of the whole idea of comic books how it all began because my take of nostalgia goes further back even in how i deal socially but when it came to publication this is what i wanted i knew 
initially when the comic book world was happening it was either texas texas westerns it was the slapstick humor or it was either uh, a detective story and i figured a detective story would be the best place to go first because it's a guy using his wits or a lady using his wits i'm also a sucker for the sherlock holmes stories and sherlock holmes is a perfect example of nostalgia being revisited because how many times have they made a different rendition of the sherlock holmes story how many times have they used the sherlock holmes figure in different um ideals of time take for example the sherlock holmes show with benedict cumberbatch in the uk and uh, the, the sherlock holmes inspired show called elementary that has Lucy Liu in it. These are all nostalgia tools. Another nostalgia tool, which is one of like the biggest businesses out there. The nostalgia that came born from guys who grew up on certain stories in comic books. The Marvel Studios arc. That is born from nostalgia. The Star Wars franchise and how it keeps on going. The nostalgia of how people felt when the initial movies came out. And the constant need to have the story continue. That is born from nostalgia. Heck, I'll go an extra mile. Every time a film is made to revisit the birth story of the superhero characters, everybody's asked why they keep on making a, a birth story of how the character Batman came to life. Well, it's because every generation deserves to meet him from the ground floor. And I think that's why they do that. But some people speak aggressively against it because when you come from a, a period where you could actually access a lot of this historical information and it's at the, at the touch of a button, it's as comfortable as it being in, in your pocket to have the whole world in a cellular phone and you could Google it and you could look for a video clip on YouTube and you could find it from any period in time that ties to these stories that we enjoy today. But we also wish to have those stories better translated as time goes by because when technology improves, the storytelling also improves. I watched on YouTube recently, there was a video clip that had um, the bat suit from the 1989 film, Tim Burton film, and they were retouching the, the actual costume so that it can be put on display for another comic book convention. Nostalgia makes you want to hold on to certain things, and also a curiosity about what was makes things come to life. If nostalgia didn't exist or if nostalgia served no purpose, there would be no museums. That's just my take on that. But I think to a certain extent, there must be some truth to how I see that. And by wanting to have every age know of the age that comes before, we hope to make it either correct, whatever mistakes it could make in the future, or to pull back and learn from it and make even better decisions in the future. That's where it lies. That's where the growth sits. And because of that, I'm always going to be curious to be seen or to hear of what was before. I mean, I grew up listening to music that my pop enjoyed. And one time when I was hanging out with, with my pop and my brothers and sisters, pop just went on YouTube and he was playing songs from the 50s and the 60s, the period of when he was a baby and he was a teenager. And he was enjoying himself and we could actually relate because we grew up off of listening to that music and it became a thing. Most of the people who questioned why old people or people who are older than them constantly revisit the things that they enjoyed is because you want that youthful vigor again the reason why they have soul night events or they have r&b night events or rock and roll night events is is to always go back and listen to the heavy amount of awesome music that came before or, or be entertained by the heavy amount of material that was put out in that period that stuff is why certain things happen also i'll give you this when you look at certain 
radio personalities or TV personalities and why they get to have niche shows that work only for them to exist on them is because they are the perfect conduit or if not the perfect uh, pivotal point for guys to have their nostalgia fulfilled. I grew up listening to Rick Dees and I'm sure if Rick Dees still has a syndicated show I'd still listen to Rick Dees because the way he did radio was how I wanted to do radio when I got old enough or I got the chance to actually sit in front of a microphone and the way I do this podcast sometimes I don't know if I said it before but I'll just say it now the character Leonard Mambo Botella his radio show was him addressing things in society and how he was hoping that we would ask ourselves if this is a civil thing to do or if it's not a civil thing to do and i'll break it down by having this one statement and i'm sure if before i even finish it some of you will finish it with me jay huniungwana that statement resonated through time over and over and i'd have moments where i'd sit for watching my mom doing whatever chores she was taking care of and she would have that thing playing and hear her nodding in agreement and enjoying what that was and because of such things it's the best way to go i'll i'll bring it since i'm I'm actually speaking about home let me put another thing into the the works of speaking of nostalgia when you think about home-cooked meals and why you enjoyed home cooked meals so much so that in America is primarily and I think it's also becoming a culture here there's a certain recipe that the family has and that recipe was just the definition of home so every generation would like that recipe to keep on going so that the recipe would serve the purpose of having the family always know it's a unit it is a singular thing there's also certain things in, in life and in, in everyday experiences that would actually become the perfect tool to remind you of nostalgia for me, I, my favorite time of day is 5 p.m. with the sun right before it sets. And the only thing that would make that, that, that moment perfect is if I can smell dry eucalyptus leaves burning. There's something about that. It's unbeatable. It, it takes me somewhere every time I I don't know what it is. I don't know how I got to that conclusion, but that essence of environment just allowing itself to to thrive in that direction, and then me thinking about running home to have a mug of porridge that was pre- prepared either by my brother or by myself, or if, if that day mom was home, we had that, or that time when you knew you had you had visitors come to the house, and so you were sent outside to go play with your friends, and then come back later in the evening to take your shower and have dinner certain smells like if i go home on a friday even today if i go home on a friday and i can smell githeri cooking in the background or to my people nyoyo if i smell it in the background i guarantee you i feel at peace i feel like the sabbath is coming up everybody's relaxed there's probably gonna be a movie to watch or a wrestling match and i'm gonna be good I know it's weird, but that's just <laughs> the upbringing I had. Those are the kind of things I would hold on to and be like, and I'd claw them to my life and I'd hold them as close as I possibly can. But with that being said, I just want to put it this way nostalgia could be positive or could be negative, depending on where you stand from and the standpoints and the stances that you have for yourself. Hopefully, the nostalgia that you have in your life push you to better yourself and not to destroy yourself. 
as I prepare myself to do some artwork and then make my way to work later, I hope to make great efforts in improving the artwork that I create. I made a page yesterday and the page I sent to my client, she was very happy with it and she even said it was getting better by the minute. But I think it's because revisiting work makes things super, super better. So wish me luck with that. I hope to finish all that work before Friday because Friday evening, Steph Capella takes the stage. I'll be hosting it. Muse Nightclub for those of you in Nairobi. My main man, DJ Middle East, who is the king of nostalgia. So if you get the chance, come through, have fun with me. I'll keep on updating you on that. For everybody who's listening to this podcast around the world, I would like you to join me in saying this statement and this mantra. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. In the world of my main man, Odero, and the cultures that he enjoys, who knows?